This is the Tactical Leader Podcast, where we're on a journey of self-mastery and true leadership. I believe that in order to lead others, you must first be able to lead yourself. And in order to lead yourself, you have to first know yourself. If you want to learn the tactics to get to know yourself, to lead yourself, and to lead others, stay tuned to hear from industry experts as I unpack the tactics that they've used to build their business, build culture, and lead others. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Tactical Leader. Today I have the honor of having Donnie Bovine on the show and we're going to talk a lot about not only his Badass Biz Summit, an amazing book he just released, Fuck to Focus, and his business and founding piece of Success Champions, Success Champion Networking. But before we dive into all the amazing things with Donnie, I want to remind you this show is brought to you by Nightly Productions. If you're a podcaster, YouTuber, or content creator, and you want to create tactical content that delivers, head over to nightly.productions to find out how we can help you discover, embrace, and share your voice. Again, that is nightly.productions. Donnie, welcome to the show, my friend. Hey, brother. I'm looking forward to hanging out. All the BS we've been doing leading up to the show has been a blast. So this should be a good damn conversation. Man, it sure as hell should be. And I know I love giving an intro to you. I mean, you have so much in your bio. I want to give the audience just a quick opportunity to know a little bit, just the tip of the spear about who the heck you are, man. Overall, I mentioned you are an entrepreneur. You're the CEO and founder of Success Champions and Success Champion Networking, which you mentioned is the fastest growing networking in the country, in the, uh, the world, world right now. In the world right now. So you're exploding over there based out of Texas, man. You're considered one of the leading global minds on sales, biz dev, biz growth. And you're the first person to make sales and business development relatable and human. At the center of everything, you're a community builder, you build champions. We have some amazing pieces that we're going to talk about, several books, the latest one, Fuck to Focus, which is obviously going to be awesome. But beyond all the business stuff, you run a full working farm, obviously a good old country boy. You have a podcast, Growth Mode, that is ranked among the top podcasts globally, five-time bestselling author, and you are a public speaker. Man, I could keep rolling and keep introing, <laughs> but instead of reading more and more and more, I'll just go ahead and tell the audience, what's a fun fact that we might not know about you from that bio? That I was 40 years old before I even knew you could start a business on your own. I didn't even know you could be an entrepreneur, business owner. Dude, I grew up blue collar as hell. And, you know, in our family, you went, you got a job, you work for other people. Nobody was a business owner, right? Nobody had the lemonade stands and all that crap. So, yeah, yeah, 40 years old before I even knew this was a thing. So... And we have to give you props on it, man. Obviously, you're a country boy, but much worse than that, you were in the Marine Corps, <laughs> and we've got to bring that up. Wait, so the fact that, worse than that, I mean, come on. Man, man the, the <laughs> fact that you're a Marine and this successful post-Marine Corps is impressive. You know, eating crayons <laughs> paid off for all those years. Well, I wrote but the I, business plan in purple, so purple crayon I, it worked out really well. It sticks out, right? No, <laughs> I, I, I'm joking, man. I, I just want to highlight you're also a veteran. Obviously, you're doing a lot of heart-centered, service-centered aspects to your business. And I really want to know, man, like, obviously, you're you're starting in a, in a heavy piece of championing other people, not just championing yourself. And I think that's one of the best things for entrepreneurs. But let's go all the way back, man. What was that first leadership experience? What was that first part where you really recognized you had that gift of leading other people? Ooh, you know, that's an interesting question. I'm going to go straight all the way over to 40 years old. I mean, 
in the Marine Corps, I wasn't your most poster child Marine as I went through. And, you know, I got out as an E4, but I was pinned corporal like three months before I got out. So, but I mean, after that, I mean, I was in straight commission sales for the next 20 years of my journey. So I never really led anybody, never had anybody underneath me. And, you know, when I turned 40, I started listening to guys like Gary Vee and Tim Ferriss and reading books by Jen Sincero and shit. And it was the first time I was starting to hear this whole idea that, you know, you don't have to work for other people. You can create your own thing. And through a fateful moment, I, you know, found myself where, all right, it's time to bet on me. And it was literally, I mean, I know the exact date. It was September 15th of 2017. And dude, I was gone out, launched my company and took the fuck off. And that's honestly, I mean, all of that experience fed forward into the, the years of being an employee, the years of sales, even the Marine Corps. I'm sure there's pieces of that. Is there one lesson you learned early on that you brought forward into this success where a lot of people, especially at 40, a lot of people aren't used to that transition, that shift all of a sudden. A lot of people are thinking, oh, man, that's too late in life to make a whole shift or launch a business and have those limiting beliefs. What did you bring forward that gave you that confidence? Yeah, for me, I, the, the biggest thing through it all is, well, I mean, let's talk about confidence for two seconds and I'll answer your question. I mean, confidence is not something you have. It's something you create. I mean, you know, confidence, motivation, all that crap comes after some sort of action. And what people don't understand is it's like going to the gym on a day you don't want to go. Afterwards, you feel fucking amazing. And it's the same thing with confidence, motivation. You never wait for those things to happen. You actually create them by taking the actions. So, I mean, the biggest thing for me that I've carried forward in life through everything is people, you know, do business with other people. And, you know, a funny quick story is when I first got out of the Marine Corps, I went to work for my best friend and his old man doing heating and air conditioning. And I started off as a grunt climbing under the houses and up in the attics and doing all the crap work. And I tried to quit. And the day I tried to quit, I walked up and the owner, Jerry, looked at me. And he's like, ooh, that's the I'm going to quit face. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm done with this shit. He goes, before you quit, will you do something for me? I said, what's that? He goes, tomorrow, come in a pair of nice blue jeans and a polo. I'm going to give you some brochures, drop you in a neighborhood, and I'm going to have you go knock on doors. And if somebody lets us come look at their unit and we do something, you all pay a commission on it. I instantly said, I'm in. He goes, just so you know, you don't make any money unless you... I said, I don't care. I'm not up in the attics under the houses. I'll figure this shit out. Well, a long story short, he used to drop a case of water off in a bush for me, and that was my water all day long, right? So I'd walk back, get a little water. Well, one day, about three weeks in, he forgot to drop his water. And up until this point, I hadn't sold anything, done anything. So get around noon, I have no water. It's Texas, 110 degrees out. And I walk up on this lady's house, and I knock on her door, and she goes to slam. And I said, ma'am, I'm so sorry, but you're the first person to answer your door. Can I just get a glass of water? And she goes all southern, oh, bless your heart, right? Come on in. And I sit down and I'm drinking her water. I'm actually dying of thirst at this point. And she goes, all right, well, you're in my house. You might as well tell me why you're here. And I look at her and I said, I really don't know. And she goes, what do you mean you don't know? And I tell her, it's like, like Jerry drops me off in the neighborhood. I go knock on doors. And she goes, wait, so all he's got to do is come look in the system. I'm like, yeah, she goes, call him up. I'm like, really? So I called Jerry up. And I'm like, you're not going to believe this shit. She wants you to come look at the unit. And he goes, really? And he was blown away, right? He comes, looks, and, you know, we end up doing like a small $100 job, and I made like a $5 commission. But I promise you, for the rest of that summer, I had to pee more than anybody in the world because every house I went to, I'm like, can I get a glass of water, you know? But what that taught me is if I was a sales guy when they opened the door, they don't want to do business with me. But if I was a human being, 
they would talk to me. So I carried that with me through my entire journey that if I became human and not a salesperson, we could have a real conversation versus them feeling like they got sold to. And, and even in sales a long time, entrepreneurs, I mean, that's where we focus is every, if you don't think you're a salesperson, you're not doing something right. You know, <laughs> exactly right. I personally, I, I hate that sleazy. That was why actually one of the biggest shifts for me was like getting into that sales mindset of like, I don't want to be a sleazy used car salesman. I don't right. like that. I don't like the, Grant Cardone does a lot of things right. I hate the pushiness. I hate that. Oh, you have to buy from me now mindset. That was one of those that I had to overcome pieces of that. So like that human aspect is huge for a lot of people to recognize you're not necessarily selling. You're giving them an opportunity to learn about how you can improve an aspect. Is well, that, how do you look at that piece of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, I mean, to put that in perspective, if you do anything Grant Cardone teaches you from a sales perspective, especially in big sales where you're going after enterprise, you're going after, you know, lifelong relationships, you're going to get your fucking teeth kicked in. That used car transactional yeah. shit will work in one-time deals when you don't give a shit what happens to the person after. No relationship. Yeah. No, no. It's all about fucking getting their money on your back. Yeah. And I promise you, if you're building your own business and you're creating an empire, you're actually trying to create an entry. You do any of that shit, you're going to lose because your reputation is everything in town. And once you burn that. And, and that's the brand. Like a lot of people don't understand like your brand is essentially the virtual digital representation of your reputation. So if you're going to be that jackass like Grant Cardone, and he lives it, that's his brand. Like, yep. He oh, does he owns that, it. right? He owns it, and he knows it, and he'll say it. And to me, it rubs me the wrong way. Some people it, it appeals to, right? But that's a big piece is like, if you're going to be that, recognize like you have to own the fact. Don't like put this, and this is one of my early mistakes in, uh, in entrepreneurship, don't put one facade forward and represent yourself one way, and then you're this jackass on the other side. Right. That's such a massive point because what people don't tell you when you build your own business is at some point you're going to meet yourself. And I know for me, man, I got to a point where we almost lost everything. You know, I was hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. You know, we are almost lost a farm. Our Jeep got repossessed. I mean, it was a hot damn mess. And, you know, I that night went and looked myself in the fucking mirror, man, and I couldn't even meet myself eye to eye. And what I realized is my entire life up to this point was a series of excuses because if life wasn't going right, it was easy to blame other people, man. I could blame the companies for not doing marketing. I could blame lousy leads. I could blame the economy. I could blame whatever. But running your own business, there's nobody left to blame. And once you get to a point where there's no excuses left and you realize success is your fault and failure is your fault, then you get real with yourself. And I promise you that moment when you get to look yourself hard in the mirror, odds are you're not going to like the person you know looking back at you. And I found that a lot of times in my life, I was showing up as a persona of who I really was and not letting the world actually meet me. And that's what I didn't understand then was hurting a lot of my sales because there was work life Donnie, then there was home life Donnie. Because I was always afraid that if they met the country boy that drank, cussed, did all the things that they wouldn't want to do business with me. And fuck, man, it was the country boy who drank, smoked, and did all the fucking things that they wanted to do business with. So I said smoke. I haven't smoked in fucking years. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, it's a great point for entrepreneurs to understand that people that are wanting to build and champion success like you're teaching people. My very first business, I built everything myself. I did the Fiverr. I did the GoDaddy website. The branding was awful. The, the logo was blue and silver. The website was black and gold like a Steelers fan page. It was heinous. <laughs> I knew nothing about marketing, but bootstrap. 
you, you rock yep. and roll. And it was a security firm going into Afghanistan. I was leaving for a year to go to Afghanistan and I hired a marketing firm. Like, I have to trust you. I knew the guy. I'm like, I have to trust you to put this forward. Like, you're the only continuation from me because I'm went over with Green Berets. And it was like, I won't be able to focus away from that. I trust you. He went so anti Second Amendment and that more left side leaning. We don't want to offend people. We don't want to talk about guns, self defense. It was a security firm and we taught women self-defense. We taught firearm, firearms training. And he was like, oh, you can't talk about that. It'll offend people. I'm like, okay, <laughs> you're, you're the expert here. You know, and this was, you know, seven, eight years ago. I'm like, you're the expert. I'll trust you. Zero leads, yeah. zero anything, zero. So that branding piece and your reputation makes a huge difference. And so many people are scared to step into the limelight. Like that. Oh, They're scared to be like, this is me. For right? sure. And I learned the hard way. If you're not pissing somebody off, that means you are not showing up as an authentic brand. You're irrelevant. Yeah, totally. Totally. Because you're trying to serve the world. The world does not want to do business with you. However, your people, your tribe, the people that are into your branding, your messaging, your whatever you geek out on, those people want to do business with you and are looking for you. So, and you know, a, a really cool way for people to wrap their head around this is marketing and advertising is what you say you do. But branding is what everybody else says you do when you're not in the fucking room. You know, so go back to That's your security huge. thing, man. If you're talking, you know, don't talk about firearms, don't do everything else. That is completely opposite of what your whole brand represents. Of course, you turned yeah. everybody off. Right. And I had no idea. So when I came back from Afghanistan, dropped 30K in a marketing company and all of a sudden had no business, I'm like, what the hell happened, man? We were doing good. <laughs> and that's a huge piece. I, I'm glad we highlighted that because a lot of people don't understand that. I know a lot of what you focus on and you even have a summit coming up in a few weeks here in, in September, the Badass Business Summit. I mean, you're focused on that badass side. How do you present your badass foot forward, essentially? Can you talk to us more about this concept, the yeah, summit, so everything you're pushing forward there? Yeah, here's the interesting thing is when I left corporate America, I was still doing the button-down shirts and slacks and shoes, and I didn't cuss a whole lot. And I got invited to do a keynote because of the success of my podcast down in Florida. And this guy paid me 25 grand to come down and be the keynote at his podcast event. And right before I went on stage, now, no ball caps, no cussing hardly, you know, he grabs me by the arm, right? And I don't like being touched, you know, and he grabs me by the fucking arm. And he goes, hey, before you go up there, please don't go full Donnie. And I said, what the hell does that mean? He goes, I'm afraid you're going to upstage me. So I yank my arm out of his and I run up on stage and I had never done this in my life. And I hit that stage 400, 450 in the crowd. And I went, where the fuck are all my badasses at? And dude, 75% of the fucking crowd goes bananas, right? They erupted, I, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, dude. And I realized in that moment that I was only showing up as half of me. So from that moment forward, as soon as I got back home, it was ball caps, t-shirts, talking like I talk. And I think a lot of our success is because I share my fuck ups, because I share, you know, the raw side of being a business owner, people are attracted to us. And that's where all the badassery comes from is you got to show up as you. And so like the Badass Business Summit and all that is all around the idea of helping you grow and scale your business by getting fucking raw. I mean, it's, you know, most people like myself get caught up in this trap of, oh, you can leave corporate America and start your own business. This shit's going to be easy. And they really paint this picture of, you know, put up a website, get some business cards and you're fucking rocking. 
And nobody's out there telling them, dude, this shit's hard. And so everything we do is centered around the idea of helping business owners grow and scale their business, whether it be through, you know, introductions, whether it be through, you know, masterminds and the like, but it's all centered about them getting to actual growth in their companies. And, and you, you mentioned it. That piece of it's huge. It is hard as hell. And I think we've all ran into this different piece. And you mentioned something earlier that I want to circle back to talking about um, when you look yourself in the mirror, you're not going to like who you are. Yep. And I think a lot of people, I, I talk about it in a different capacity, getting, I was, I am getting medically discharged from the military, got injured, losing the uniform. So those transitioners out there, people going from the corporate world into the entrepreneurship world, people that are scared to make that leap. They're leaving their quote unquote identity, whatever they identified themselves as, and they're stepping forward. And there's a lot of times people can't look themselves in the mirror, love who they are, love a piece of themselves. They start hating themselves in a different capacity. Can you talk a little bit more on that personal side attached to your mindset of how do you love who you are these days? How do you step in? Obviously, the badass piece. It took you a minute for that to catch. How do you do that now to look yourself in the mirror and love everything about yourself? So it was fascinating is what people don't understand is at their core, they're a good person. And they have, and you already said it, lived a role most of their life. And that role whatever it was, corporate America, dad, mom, you know, soldier, Marine, whatever has defined them for so many years. They've actually never met the person that is actually them. So when you start looking at yourself in the mirror and start trying to really dive into who you are, odds are you're going to look at that person and not like the person looking back because You've never been truly proud of what you've actually accomplished. And it's the most fascinating thing because if people would literally just take a piece of paper and go back even just 10 years and write down everything that they've accomplished and literally say the words, dude, I'm proud of you for that. Look in the fucking mirror and say, I'm proud of you for that. I'm proud of you for that achievement. I'm proud of you for that thing. Because most times... As a kid, we may hear a parent or a, you know adult figure saying, you know what, I'm proud of you. Good job. But once we get into adulthood, nobody says that shit to us anymore. Nobody says, great job. You know, I'm proud of you. So you got to say it to yourself. And the moment you look in the mirror and you say, I'm proud of you for X, and you don't feel it, now you got to explore it. Now you got to figure out, okay, why am I not proud of that thing? And the first time I did it, I, I really didn't like the guy looking back at me because I wasn't holding up the end of my bargain with my wife and our relationship. As far as supporting the family, I wasn't holding my end of the bargain of building this business. And I was letting her down. I was letting myself down. So I had to get to work and actually you know, start doing the things that I would expect others do to be successful in my world. So I started selling more. I started getting in more conversations. I started getting on more stages and I started putting the work in so I could be proud of the activities, which allowed me to become proud of the achievements. And I learned to celebrate the things I could complete on a daily basis, which allowed me to build up my proudness muscle, if you will, and to continually do that forward. So for more people, there's a science behind this that I'm fascinated with that they've determined that dopamine actually fires off on the way to completing a goal, not when the goal is actually completed. But we've been raised in a society where everything is win, 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 win. And when you're in that, and there's nothing wrong with that, but when you're in that mindset, what typically happens is your dopamine doesn't trigger until you complete the task. 
And then you do this thing called a dopamine dump. And that's why most people create, you know, accomplish these monstrous goals. And then they go into a massive depression because they've dumped all the dopamine out. What they've found is the dopamine's actually firing all the way on to completing that goal. And if people will learn to celebrate the small steps along the way, they can control the dopamine output in themselves so they don't get the big drop off. This is all the idea behind embrace the journey, enjoy the ride, smell the roses, that type of thing. But you literally have to celebrate the small successes in all things you do so you can control and don't get that drop off. And that's where you get proud and you celebrate those wins. You start looking in the mirror and you get start getting really proud and you'll literally start smiling at the guy looking back at you. And, and I love that mindset because so many people, you know, especially when you hit the rocky part, especially mm-hmm. in the entrepreneurship world, right? It's so easy to go in that self-talk. I mean, human nature is that negative self-talk and that cycle over and over again. And you hit on some more pieces of that, of maintaining the accountability to yourself of those wins and making that tick mark, celebrating those wins. On your podcast, y'all, y'all talked about this piece where you're talking about personal accountability. And a couple episodes, you're talking about personal accountability. You're talking about the biggest lies we tell ourselves. A lot of that feeds into blind spots and whether or not it's like, ignorance or ignorance is bliss type blind spots in business. Can you talk to us a little bit about how you maintain those that personal accountability? How can you look past those ignorant moments, quote unquote, where we choose to look past some of these things to be ignorant and blissful? Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny. We actually created a code in our company. I write about it in the book, Fuck to Focus. But so we have the champions codes. And one of the codes that we wrote is go break shit. And we wrote that because me and my COO, Kevin Snow, were we were trying and we were innovating, but we were very timid about going trying new things because you know you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what's going to come up. You don't know how the failure is going to happen. And what I found is that timidness was keeping us from actually taking a big risk and trying some cool shit. So we said, you know what? Fuck it. We're not going to learn anything if things don't break. So let's go break some things. So we wrote the code in there. It's literally go break some things, learning new things. And it's not about going and legitimately breaking shit. It's about trying something new, knowing shit's going to break, being okay with it when it does and learn to adapt in a moment and apply what you learn with that. So we know in our company in particular that if things aren't breaking, we're not going big enough and we're playing safe. And that's when complacency kicks in and complacency usually causes chaos And chaos is how people lose their shit. So for us, we're constantly having a check-in during almost every meeting. We're like, all right, what'd you fuck up this week? And we get some funny things and we celebrate those damn fuck-ups because it means you were trying something different. And what happened most times with our team and everything else is somebody will say, dude, I fucked this up, but let me show you what I learned from it. And now this is how we're implementing it. And it becomes a thing to celebrate versus taking it as a personal assault on yourself of, oh my God, I can't believe I fucked this up. You know, it's, a, it's been a really cool counterbalance to run and how we do things. And, and some people are scared to do that, right? Oh, like, sure. I don't want to make a mistake. I don't want to make a misstep. It'll ruin everything. But if you're not doing that, you're not learning, right? Well, yeah. And it goes back to those mistakes make you human. Remember, people want to do business with freaking, you know, people. So the more you can become human in everything, the easier life gets and life never gets easy, right? But you can get easier doing things because 
you know, it comes down to human beings fuck things up on a regular yeah. basis. And, the, and we do it on an epic scale sometimes. <laughs> yes, we right? do. I mean, we yeah. really do it. And you mentioned your newest book, Fuck the Focus. Give us a rundown of what the book's about and obviously the intended audience attached to that book. Yeah, for sure. So we hit it on a little bit, but, you know, I was caught up like a lot of people who are left corporate America that building a business was going to be easy, this whole entrepreneur thing. You know, I jokingly tell everybody entrepreneur came like the new multi-level marketing, networking, marketing bullshit, right? You know, go do this. You can be a millionaire overnight type thing. And what I found is everybody was painting sunshine and rainbows, but nobody was talking about how hard this shit was and actually how to be successful in it. So on a funny whim, man, I started a Facebook group mainly because I wanted to get around other business owners that hopefully I could ask advice from because I had no business owners in my life. And as I brought these people together in this Facebook group, I started sharing my fuck ups. And the funny thing is, is when I showed shared my fuck ups, they started asking me questions. I'm like, wait, don't ask me questions. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm trying to get information from you guys. And they kept asking and kept asking. And what I realized is the more I shared my fuck ups, people kept leaning in and they wanted to know more because I was actually teaching also how I was getting beyond these. So the whole book, Fuck to Focus, is really written towards that person that's been a couple of years in business has gotten to a point where like, okay, there's got to be a better way of doing this damn thing, right? So now this gives them a roadmap to actually grow their business and set them up to actually scale. It's, it's not anti-business plan, but there's, I'm not a big fan of business plans. It is literally structured so you can find growth, your niche, and build everything out. And man, I tell you, I've, I've been stoked. Probably some of the coolest feedback that I've gotten off the book so far is people saying, Donnie, reading your book is like having a conversation with you. And because I write like I talk and, you know, I share the ultimate fuck. I mean, you're going to, people are going to read the story or the conversation I had with my wife when I stood on her back porch and told her we're about to lose everything we own. That was some tough shit to write because I mean, you can't get more raw than looking at your wife and saying, I'm not a man at this point. I'm not doing what a man's supposed to do and take care of you. And that's going to piss some people off. Well, they won't be listening to your show anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a great thing to hear because at the end of the day, like, and that's yep. a lot of, uh, as men, we have that like ingrained piece, right? They're the pride behind it where that's our role. That's what we want to do. We really want to be able to provide and be those providers, that protector. So when we start failing, quote unquote, failing, perceivably failing and, you know, military acronyms fail, first attempt in learning. And if we don't have that mindset, of like, hey, we're learning, we're learning, we're learning. Obviously, all your fuck ups were, quote unquote, learning opportunities yep. that all these people saw you fucking up and like, oh, man, how'd you overcome that? Because that's epic. And then you started learning, you started teaching. And I assume that's what led you to where you are today. And a hundred percent. And people, you know, as we continue to progress along, people, as they kept asking questions, they kept asking for more and more and more. And that's how all of our businesses were formed was out of necessity for them. So everything we built, and we call everybody that follows us the champions. We built everything for the champions. I mean, even the Badass Business Summit came about because I'd gotten a speaking engagement down in San Antonio, Texas. And a lot of people that were following me were like, oh, dude, if you're going to speak in San Antonio, we're going to fly in and come watch you speak. And then it went, led to, hey, if we're going to fly in and watch you speak, you might as well do something for all of us. I'm like, shit, if I'm going to do it, I'm not going to do it down in San Antonio. I'm going to do it up in my hometown of Fort Worth. And that's how the Badass Business Summit started, you know, was by just people wanting more information. 
And then even, you know, you look at the networking groups when the pandemic hit and, you know, everybody was moving online. It took me two and a half years to build a successful online business. And I knew people didn't have that kind of time to build, you know, online. So we launched networking groups a hundred percent to help business owners, you know, still stay in business and get introductions. And uh, both of those, the Badass Business Summit and the Success Champion Networking Groups took the fuck off. Because we were hitting people from a very authentic nature. And, you know, I know authentic is a word that's overused way too much. But for us, I mean, when you can stand in front of people and say, hey, here's how I'm fucking it up. And here's the things you can do with it. People gravitate towards that because they realize that you're not just putting a fucking marketing bro marketers type spin on this fucking thing. Right. And you're hitting them. You're not just using the bandaid. Oh, I'm authentic. When in reality, people are saying straight through that day in, day out. Because if you're not, it's highlighted. And that's sure. what good good and bad marketing will do. It's like it'll highlight if you're not real, it's gonna show you're not being authentic real, real quick. And Absolutely. that's I guess the downfall, but also the perk is like people <laughs> see through that bullshit, but see the authenticity when you are being authentic. And Donnie, I, I love all the things you're doing. Obviously, paying that word, helping the other badasses around the world, man. It it's huge to see this growth and it's exciting. But I've got to ask you, man, what's the legacy you want to leave with everything that you're building around badassery? For me, it really comes down to I, I don't have kids, right? So it's me and my wife, you know, my ride and die. And I can tell you, at the end of the day, I just want people to remember he was the guy that freaking helped them do when they thought they couldn't. And, you know, everything I do is based on it's the shit I wish people would have done for me. You know, I wish when I was at my darkest time in a business, somebody would have put their arm around me and say, hey, motherfucker, you got this. Let's go get out of this fucking state. Let's run. Let's get in the game. Here's what you need to do to move forward. But as business owners, man, we put ourselves on a fucking island because we don't want people to know how bad it is. Because if they know how bad it is, you know, they're not going to do business with me when people don't understand. It's when you're real with people. They want to support and be a part of what you do. Like if somebody's just starting out, tell people, dude, if you work with me, you'll be my first client. You know, the right people are going to lean into that shit and be like, all right, let's do it. You know, and the more honest and upfront you are with people, the more uh, human you become. And for me, everything I do is centered around. It's all the things I wish I knew or somebody would have said to me. I love that. And you're 100% right. People are going to lean into that because they're going to respect that vulnerability. They respect the message. And I want to give the audience an opportunity. Obviously, the summit's coming up here soon, but also the book, the content. Give us all the links. Where can we find all the content? How can we register for the summit? Find the book. Give us all those things. So, yeah, if the book, go to Amazon, type in Fuck to Focus, and I'll make an offer for your entire audience. I mean, if anybody goes and buys 10 books, they're three ninety nine in paperback, softback, whatever the hell it's called. If you go buy 10 books and send me a receipt at Donnie at DonnieBovine.com, which is my personal email, I'll send you back a calendar link and give you an hour of my time to work on your business whenever you want to. So for 40 bucks, you can get an hour of my time. Just go buy 10 books and give me the receipt the, anywhere on Amazon. And then for the Badass Business Summit, go to BadassBusinessSummit.com. That's September 22nd through the 24th here in Fort Worth, Texas. Three days of business growth and phenomenal freaking networking. We're really going to pour into your business. The biggest thing about the summit is it's not a summit where you're going to come and take a shit ton of notes. 
and then go home and forget what the fuck the notes meant. You're going to actually work on your business so that things are actually working before you leave the summit. So we're really getting after it. And then Success Champion Networking, go to successchampionnetworking.com and visit any of our chapters for free and come hang out and let's see if we can't get you some growth through introductions and referrals. I love it. All that will be in the show notes for everybody. Obviously, check that out. The summit's coming up over in Fort Worth. A bit hot, but it's in that cooling part of the... It's on the backside of September, so it should be all right. (laughs) Yeah. Gotta love it, man. Love it. Definitely encourage everybody to do that. And of course, come back this Friday. We're going to talk more tactics. We're going to get Donnie back on Tactical Friday and really break down some of these concepts. Donnie, I appreciate your time, my friend. Absolutely, brother. And guys, do me a favor. If you got any value out of this time we spent together, do Zach a favor and share this out with one other person. I can tell you, growing your own podcast, the hardest thing is actually building your episodes out, building your fans out. So any tips, tricks, any value you get from this episode or any others, share that with one other person who needs to hear this message. It'll mean the world to him. You are so right, Donnie. I appreciate that, brother. Sage wisdom. Thanks for your time, my friend. Absolutely. I am recording again, and we'll dive right back into it, man. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Tactical Friday. You heard from him this past Monday, and I am blessed to be bringing Donnie Bovine back to the show, and we're going to get a little bit more tactical about everything badass. Donnie, welcome, my friend. Hey, thanks, brother. You know, it was a fun conversation the other day, and I'm glad to be back hanging out with you, man. So let's have some fun. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Tactical Leader Podcast. If this episode helped you along your journey of self-mastery and has inspired you to do more, I challenge you to head over to myvoicechallenge.com so you can find out how you can discover your voice, claim your independence, and build that thriving business that you've always wanted. Again, that's myvoicechallenge.com.